The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey ho, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Man, do we have a great show for you guys today. I'm super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get going, let's say hi to our chat room really quick. Um, we've got Lady Lake Music in there, Backpack John. Uh, Teresa Sabin is in Florida. Lady Lake's in Florida. Backpack John. Uh, JB has joined us. Um, it's going to be a really fun show, you guys. I know more people are coming, so we'll announce them all later on. We're going to have a, 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 ph a phenomenal like rock star, Tony Moore, coming on. And then we've got actor, writer, director, jo Rob Jankowski coming on. But before we do any of those things, let's say hello to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Who has so much to say. <laughs> Should I pull that back while you're talking? Uh, are we too tight? Yeah, so you can see more back behind us. <clears throat> okay. All right, go ahead. You talk. Hang on the camera adjustment. We're, we're too tight. We're going to open up a little bit. Um, I'm talking about what's going on today in the world of shopping. I'm going to do Home Depot versus Lowe's. I like Lowe's because Lowe's has an incredible flower department. Their garden world is really good. There we go. Now we're really big. Now, just bring it up a little bit so you get more of the up, up, up above my head's too. Uh, this is what you do when we shoot at home. There you go. A little more. There you go. Um, in the studio, they do it for you, but here we do it. Anyway, back to Home Depot versus Lowe's. Lowe's, I love their garden world. They have a spectacular garden world, but their prices have gone up to ridiculous. I pay $30 now for a little rose bush. That's not my problem. My problem is that I needed a, a galvanized pipe cut for something I was doing in the garden. And I went over to one of the representatives there, the salespeople, and I said, uh, could you cut my galvanized pipe? And he said, oh, no, we don't do that here. Now, I know for a fact they do. So I went to somebody else and I said to the other fellow, could you cut my galvanized pipe? He said, I would love to, but our machine is broken. Now, I know they're full of baloney because I'm not stupid. So I went to the manager's office and I spoke with the manager. And she said, well, I don't know what to do. I said, well, you better do something because I'm going to tell you who I am and what I'm going to talk about on my show next week. And, and Lowe's CEOs are going to get it. They're not going to like it. You got to do something with your workers. You have to tell them that they can't blow us off. Well, they, the two that are in there talk and don't do anything for you. They don't know anything. Her response to me was, well, you know, nobody wants to work anymore, and it's very hard to find workers, so we really are taking on just anybody. I said, just anybody? What's that all about? You know, you're paying them a salary, 
and they're not doing their job. Nobody knows anything in Lowe's. They're all confused. There's three people in the whole store. So I left and I went to Home Depot where there was thousands of workers and they were all giving me wonderful advice and, and blah, 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 blah. Now, a week later, I go back with Jimmy. And what did I want that I yelled at her? We were looking for <clears throat> concrete paint. Oh, yeah. I needed concrete paint to paint my patio floor. Now, anybody in their right mind with a half a brain and a little bit of intelligence can figure this one out. I said to the sales representative, I said, excuse me, I need paint, flat colored beige paint for cement. It's a special cement paint. You have a chart. Here is the chart. Here is the color. I he said, what's cement paint? Jimmy looked at me. I looked at him. I was said, here we go. Now I'm going to lose my temper. I said, you don't know what cement paint is and you're in the paint department? He said, well, what is it? I said, is it cement? I said, no, it's not cement. It's paint that you put on the fucking cement. Now I'm losing my temper. Who should walk by but that same manager, the woman I spoke to? And I looked at her. I said, this is totally impossible and unacceptable. I am so sick and tired of coming to Lowe's and running around like an idiot, going from pillar to post to try to get something. I'm never coming back to Lowe's. I'm going to Home Depot from now on. I went to Home uh, Depot. You, you missed something. What? What did that guy from Lowe's say? Oh, yeah. He said to me, he said, oh, yeah, good. Go to Home Depot. Get, get lost. So I thought, that's wonderful. That's like the customer's always right. You know, go to Home Depot, get lost. He's throwing me out of Lowe's. He, the, the worker. And the manager's standing there with her thumb up her ass. You know, I mean, I mean, it's really ridiculous what's going on today. But I find that Lowe's is really inferior to Home Depot. Home Depot has far better service, far better products. I go to the paint department in, in Home Depot, and the guy was so sweet. And I said to him, I need this. He said, just a minute. Here's the chart. Here's the color. It'll be ready in 20 minutes. And it was. And it was a delight. And they went and got the paint for you and did everything. Right. They got the paint for me. They even put it in my wig. And of course, they saw I was an old bag. They didn't want the old bag <laughs> to lift the gallon of paint because I might drop that on them. <clears throat> anyway, the service was wonderful. Now I'm finding that so many people that manage stores are saying it's difficult to get decent workers. Yep. Nobody wants to work anymore at that level. They consider being a salesman like underneath everybody or low class or low esteem, some bullshit they're pulling now. You know, when you make an honest dollar, if you got to shovel shit, it's okay because you're making an honest dollar. Work, there's no such thing as levels. Everybody does their job to make it great. Little levels, middle levels, high levels, everybody's working as a team. So a few people out there think it's demeaning to be a salesperson at Lowe's or Home Depot. Then you know what? What can I tell you? Go on, go on home relief. Go on welfare. Then you don't have to work at all, and the government gives you beautiful checks. Keep having kids, because every time you have a kid, you get additional money for that child. And if you have five or six children, at the end of the month, you can make two, three thousand dollars, and you don't have to go to work ever. <laughs> you could just live off the fat of the land. Anyway, this is what we're all up against. I mean, I've had it with people at uh, Starbucks who were rude. I've had it in many places I go to. I'm old. But he hates I, it in Lowe's. He I, really hates because well, he loves I'm, the flower I, department. I'm, I'm 81 years old, and I came from the 1950s where everybody was lovely, polite. Thank you, sir. Come again. Did you find everything okay? Can I help you? What can I do for you today? That sort of social grace.
and people worked hard. And they, I mean, my mother worked in a laundromat because she was bored. My father went to Italy for three months to visit his family. My mother got a job in a laundromat. My mother, of all people working in a laundromat, today they would kill themselves first. My mother didn't think anything of it. She had nothing to do at night. She was bored. She went and sat in the laundromat, did crossword puzzles, and made friends with the people who were doing their laundry. So there's no such thing as, oh, my God, I can't do that because it's beneath me. You need a dollar? You work. I worked. I worked in a supermarket once. I got fired. Well, I did because I I didn't know how to give change. No, I'm telling those days, the the, the cash registers, you had to count out change. And I think I I gave out more than the store made. Anyway, they fired me from the supermarket. Then I went to work because I was going to Europe. So I wanted to make some money. And I went to work at Bloomingdale's. And then I got fired from Bloomingdale's because a lady kept saying that shirt, this shirt, she was driving me crazy. Then she made me go all the way down on my knees to the bottom of the glass showcase to show her shirt. And I said to myself, or a little bit, I whispered, lady, come on, make up your fucking mind. And guess what? She, she was a shopper. You. She was a shopper. <laughs> and she went and she told them and they fired me. So, you know, I've had jobs that were not, you know, president of the country, but I worked and I tried. I got fired. Of course, when I became a hair colorist and hairstylist, hair designer, I got fired from a few shops, too, because I mounted off to my boss when I didn't like some of the crap that they were pulling. <laughs> well, I had, you know, one was John Bennett, Tony Bennett's brother. I worked for him in Astoria, Queens, and he never took our uh, he took our money for taxes, but he never claimed them. And my friend and I who worked there, Arlene, we reported him and he had to give us that money back because he illegally took our tax money and never claimed it. So I got fired. But I I got fired plenty in my life. Plenty. I got fired tons of times. Well, I was an actor working as a hairstylist to make a living. But I made a damn good living in the beauty business and I was able to support myself When I was uh, 20 years old, I lived in an apartment building with a swimming pool and a doorman. So that was pretty good for a 20-year-old kid. I worked hard. Everybody should work hard for their dollar. Absolutely. Don't think you get it for free because if nothing comes free, Buster. Everything that comes free has a price tag. You just don't see it until one day it happens. So that's it, folks. Lowe's blows. Home Depot is good. So let's let's give a shout out to uh, some people in the chat room, you guys. Um, Dave Hughes joined us. Dave, sorry we don't have any naked women for you today, um, but we do have some awesome guests, so I think you're going to have a good time. JB, I'm not sure who D- JB is exactly, uh, unless that's B. Claudia, but JB is here. Um, Cindy Lady Lake is here. Oh, uh, Jason Taylor is here. I want to give a shout out, you guys. Oh, there's B. Hey, B. Oh, and and JB is Julia. Okay. Hey, Julia. I'm sorry. You should have just wrote Julia. That would make it easier for me. Woohoo. Julia's from Russia. Um, I want to give a shout out Jason Taylor, you guys. Jason Taylor hosts the uh, Three Geeks podcast. Ron was on it two weeks ago. I was on it last night. I have such fun. It'll come out next week. It's a really great show, and and we appreciate so much support that they give our show. And I had such fun with those guys. I love, as I said, there's only two sharks. So three, no. Three. There's like three you like. Three talk shows. I've been on. A couple of million, it feels like. Three of the best. One show is with Tim and Wendy. Yes, if these walls could if talk. If these walls could talk. And the scene snobs. You love the scene snobs. I love snobs. the scene snobs. And the Three Geeks podcast. And, the three, and there's one and other the one. Now I forgot. Well, Brian. I love Brian. Oh, yeah. Movie reviews and more. 
So there are some good interviewers out there, but the majority stink. They're all just a bunch of people who said, oh, look what Ronnie and Jimmy do. I can do that. And they come on the, on their computers and they sit there like morons looking like they just dug the, the garden up. And when the guest comes on, they sit there and they, they don't even know what to do or how to ask or to get a fun show. Why am I bitchy today? I'm just, you know what happened? I, I lift, we have in our garden, we have huge, gigantic clay flower pots filled with dirt and white roses. Well, I thought I'd rearrange them. So I lifted them off the short two foot wall that they sit on and started bringing them all around the garden. And fucked up his shoulder. <laughs> well, I pulled my rotor cuff and I've sprained my wrist and my arm. That's why I'm sitting here with my arm stuck between the chair and my body. And I'm in extreme pain right now. I'm, you know, as we say in the business, you go on no matter what. But if you had the pain I'm in right now, I don't think most people would do this show, but I do. So let's say hi real quick because we got to bring in our guest. Say hi to Don Hinton and show her your watch because you got a different one on today. Okay. this is And Don just joined us. Hey, Don. This is a, a Michael Kors wristwatch that 38. You can't see it. There you go. That 38 double D gave us. Yes, Eileen gave him this one. What's it, 38 double She gave us each a Michael Kors watch a couple years ago. Yeah, isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it's it beautiful. matches my shirt. My shirt is white and brown stripe and my beige beautiful watch. And it's a Michael Kors. And it's from 38. Or 38 triple D, not double D. Which Eileen's not with us. She's actually doing a red carpet with everybody, Wendy and everybody. They're all going to a red carpet for the elevator. Eric Roberts and Eugenia Kuzmina's movie in in New York City. So they're all gone. That's why they're not here today. Um, so anyway, we're going to bring on our first guest. Um, let's make sure we can hear and see him, and then we'll make an announcement and announce who he is. Did we go to the red carpet here for elevator? Yes. Do you want a little bit of sand for me to make sure you're getting it? There we go. We got it. Hey. You got it? <laughs> oh, you're very loud, 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 loud. He's not loud. Oh, then it's your earphones. We have to turn you down. You got to turn me down. I'm too. I really wish we could go back to studios. You know, this COVID crap. Tony, uh, talk. Let's make sure we can and, hear you. And, and this shooting of a I show. I'm testing my talking and making sure that you can hear me clearly. No, yes. but you like, loudly. Working, you like working from the house. Wouldn't you prefer to go to a studio where it's professional and everything is nice? His studio is professional. <laughs> well, I've never been. Well, I wouldn't know, Jimmy. I've never been in his studio. Okay, hold on. See, is it, say, hey, Tony. Say something. Okay. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, London well, is he's, he's louder. You made him louder. Oh, no, I made him less louder. You'll never be. I, I can turn me down. No, no. Let, let the engineer here, Tony. Jimmy. Go ahead. It. Can you hear on? Okay, Jimmy. Uh, oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm turning down. Hold you, on, Jimmy. I'm... You know what? You're going to make this this room go to the moon. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Try this now, Ron. Ron, I'm I'm low. Now I have no voice. Up me, up me, up. I'm going to put this back up your ass, Jimmy. Up me. No, you need to hear Tony. Okay. No, but you can't okay. hear me now. I can hear you. Like, you're fucking screaming. I can hear it. It's super loud. I'm great. I, I'm going to scream. All the levels are right. good on my right. end. It, it's got to be Ron's earbuds because so, all my levels are good and recording properly. Yeah, my he's got my earplugs so loud. Can you hear? Is it too loud still? Uh, testing one, two, no, three, now four. No, now you sound Okay, good. good. Thank yes. Otherwise, it gives me, you know, I don't want to damage my deaf ears as it is. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Tony. Now we're going to do a formal introduction hey. for you. Okay. Okie dokie. I'm, I'm ready when you are. One, so I'm ready. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Yay! The incre the rock star and the godfather of live music in London, Mr. Tony Moore. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here with you guys. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a chat. Let me introduce. First of all, this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Ron Russell. Now he's nice to Hello, me. Ron. Hi, Ron, I was enjoying enjoying your ranting 
I get it. It's it's universal. Well, service is, 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 is it also in England the same thing? They're they're rude and stupid. Not all of them, but there there are I ones mean, that just you know, don't care. It used to be wonderful here years ago. The American people. At one in the 1950s and 60s were probably some of the well-mannered, most well-mannered people. And then suddenly a new class of person appeared and started going to Europe. And I know because I'm Italian, the Italians said, my God, where did those people from America come from? They're rude. They throw wrappers in the Venice Canal. They're crappy. They're mean. They're nasty. And from then on, it's just been that way. Why did Americans get nasty and jerky and stupid? What what you is know, in the water? The water. I don't know, but, yeah. <laughs> but when I well maybe it is. You you might not be too off the mark there. But when I was when I was growing up, when I was a young teenager, and we 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 would hear um, obviously through the American movies the kind of service ideal of have a nice day, sir. So, to the Brits, that felt almost a bit too nice, right? We you know there, there was a how you know we we thought that sounds a bit disingenuous. But you would much rather have that than. I have no idea what you're talking about, sir, and I don't really care. <laughs> no, listen, I, I've been listen. I have a very dear friend who lives in Lancashire, uh, England, and we go into London, which I love the idea that we had to pay seven dollars to drive into London. I couldn't <laughs> believe that one. I thought, what the hell is this all about? But anyway, I go to London quite a lot. All right, we do go to the better parts of London, truthfully. We go to the fine <laughs> restaurants and we shop at the best department stores. So the service is very good. English people still are reserved and they still have style and, and class. Um, I have not been to the uh, Cockney sections where the tough guys are. You know, I'm sure there it's a right. little different. <laughs> I mean, I know, well, if, I know this... Berg, if I go to Bergdorf's in New York, or, or Henry Vendel's, which used to be, they were they kissed your ass right and left because a necktie was a hundred dollars. I wonder if they'll still do that though. Oh, for a hundred dollar necktie, they'll still do it. Believe me. <laughs> so, so um, first of all, we, uh, first of all, Tony, I need you to say hi to everybody in the chat room. So, say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody in the chat room. I see as I see little Lady Lake going on in there. And yes, Cindy. JB, Julian. Which is yes. so funny because uh, I know I, I know you from John Valesco, but before that, I actually was introduced to you by Cindy Lady Lake. Um, so Cindy's in the chat room. So yeah, we love Cindy. And also uh, yeah. Dave from Stars Now UK. Dave is, uh, is like a DJ or something in the UK. And he's a perv, and he's he's in the chat room too. So say <laughs> hi to Dave. Oh, wait a second. Let's clean hi, that Dave. up. Dave is a is a is a wonderful fan of ours and became a good friend. So we could have fun with Dave that way, calling right. him a perv. He's really not a perv. He's just a degenerate old man who likes women that are half naked. <laughs> he says laugh out loud. Dave's like laughing. I know. I love Dave. So anyway, Dave, I want to say something. I'm in a movie with Sadie Katz, and I play a doctor. Now, wouldn't you like to play doctor with Sadie? <laughs> <laughs> so we have wonderful people also see B loves Sadie Claude say hi to B Claudia and say hi to Teresa because they're like uh they're like our our diehard friends and fans that are always supporting everything we do. So say hi to both of them because B's a big music. Teresa, Teresa B Claudia. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be on the show with these two fantastic presenters. Oh, oh bullshit and, uh, makes the flowers grow. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> get the, get my boots out. I got to shovel it. I'm deep, knee deep in it. <laughs> it's so much pass funny. The bread. That's nice. Wait, wait, Go wait, ahead, Tony. Wait, wait. You're doing pa good. Pass the bread. Here comes the baloney. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
You gotta like love it. So you guys, this is Tony Moore. He is hey Tony Moore. I like you. Super talented. Hey, run. No, amazingly you seem to be talented. a nice fellow. I think I get along with you. You seem to have a good sense of humor. So hang on, hang on. So you shut up. Follow, I'm talking. You, you can, rude son you of guys, a bitch. You guys, you can follow. I mean? You can follow Tony on Twitter. He's at Tony Moore with a number one after it. His Instagram is Tony Moore, yes. and his website is TonyMooreMusic.com. After we talk for him for a little bit, we're actually gonna do a world premiere debut of his brand new music video and single that is called Never Gonna Say Goodbye. I love Nobody's song. seen it is or heard it. Is that the original? No, this is his song. Oh, it's not the Never Can, never can Say Goodbye. No, no, no. no. That's, oh, oh this is Never Yard. Gonna Say Goodbye. This is Never Gonna Say Goodbye. Oh, never Gonna Say Goodbye. Okay. Um, so yeah, I did be, a twist there, Ron. Gave it a twist. Okay, okay. okay. We're going to be doing a, a world premiere of the video in a little bit, you guys, but first we're going to talk to him. You so. have a very sexy voice. You have a rough gravel voice, and I love that voice when it sings. Because thank it, you very it, much. No, it really is a very uh, stop it. My dog is kissing me, licking me. I'm gonna smell like a dog now. <laughs> when you sing with a gravel voice, they the velvet fog, Mel Torme. He they said he had a velvet oh. voice, but he really didn't. He had a rough voice that he sang softly so that his gravel voice wouldn't be heard. And right. do you know who Mel Torme was? Of course. Oh, he, he wrote mean, the greatest Christmas song of all time, didn't he? I mean, what a voice did Mel Torme yeah. have, the Velvet Fog. I'm going to love your music, yeah, I to think. Tony Moore is one of, like, the, the coolest. Does he, sell my, does he sing my stuff or no. the shit of today? No, he doesn't sing the shit of the day because he's not of today. He sings oh, his good. own stuff. But let me do some bragging, you guys. For anybody who doesn't know how Tony Moore, because he is... Um, he's super like mellow and not braggadocious, even though he's like oh, one I of the greatest that. like musicians on the that. planet. I love that. Um, so first of all, you guys, he was in the very first lineup of Iron Maiden. Um, you guys, he was the keyboardist with Iron Maiden for a short time, and Iron Maiden, you know, became one of the biggest metal bands ever. After I Iron Maiden, he teamed up with Brian James with the Damn, which I have to tell you, uh, back in the day, I was a celebrity clothing designer, and I did a fashion show as the opening act for the Damned at this like super punk like hard rock club oh. in Florida, and so it was super cool because like I still have the, the 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 poster we made for it. Um, but he formed the group. Tanister Youth, they opened up for the Stranglers and Black Sabbath. The Stranglers? Yes, and Black yes. Sabbath. And then, you guys, he's the keyboardist for Cutting Crew. I just died in your arms tonight, which uh, possibly if he's sitting at a keyboard, we're going to have him like play like a little teeny bit of it just because. I, uh, Can't we hear his real song? We're going to hear his. Just wait. But you know, we're not, no, we're not allowed. We, we, no, if, they he used plays to take, it, if he plays it live, we can't. We don't get. We can't we use his record. In other words, I can't hear his recording. You're gonna hear his recording of his new stuff because it's not. It's different. But I, I died in your arms. You see, no. we have a problem in this country. They don't allow you freedom of anything anymore. Speech is gone and thinking is gone. Now they're taking away freedom of music. So we're not allowed, <laughs> even though with your permission and it's your song. And you could say right now, yes, I give you permission to play it. We cannot. They pull us right off the air. Yeah, they they, take us, they shut week, us they, down. They shut us down last week for playing like somebody's song. And the uh, guy was right there. We were playing his song and he was so excited. He said, oh, yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. <laughs> it won't work. That, it's, it's only it, if you if it's Sony and, and, and if anything on Sony right. gets pulled. So yes, we everybody do don't it. buy anything on Sony. So anyway, you guys have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, you have nothing to do with so you guys as cutting crew, they also uh they play with Huey Lewis and Starship and the Bengals. Um then I mean, I mean you have such a career, I didn't know all of this stuff. He created and built the uh the Cashmere Club in the UK in nineteen ninety seven. They hosted earlier performances of Damien Rice, Katie Tunstall, Imogen Heap, who I actually used to know kind of well. Um, and they had secret sets from Cheryl Crow, Mick Fleetwood, and Dave Stewart. Then he did 
the the Bedford, which was the best pub in the country, and it was the launching pad for James Morrison, Paolo Nutini. I don't know how you pronounce it, but I love his music. Um, Ed Sheeran and James Bay. And then in Malta, you're a big deal, I guess, because you had a TV show and you were the opening act for Duran Duran in, in Malta. Yeah. In Malta? And then, yeah, I, I have. Oh, you doing my own, in Malta? Well, I have my own painting, apparently. Malta, well, not apparently. I've seen it. Malta Island. So, yeah, is it's a long size, way away. It's a, Malta is the size of a, of a cupcake. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little, little country. And then I'm hot Maltese, you know. I have some Maltese uh, in me. Yeah, we did our family thing. Just and then you guys little. recently, Tony did a cover of Route 66 to celebrate the fact that he has his own Italian wine signature collection called the Route 66, the Tony Moore collection. You're Italian? Yeah. Uh, no, but I've collaborated no. with a fantastic family. I love Italy. I love oh, everything Italian, food and, I'm, I'm and Italian. Uh, wine. I'm 100% Italian. Go back as far as we go. Nothing else but Italiano. Tell everybody about your wine, and then we'll go to your yeah, music. Yeah, is your wine good? The uh, the wine's fantastic. It's, uh, what kind it's, of, what it's kind an of amazing grape? story. Tell us the story. So there's, there's three different wines in my collection at the moment. There's a Barbera, which is a grape that you don't often see, I think, in America. It's quite Compared specific to, what? to this part. It's a, it's, um, it's a, a soft, long red. Um, nice. Then there's a Pinot Nero, which you oh, probably know. That's for me. Yeah, and then we have mm. a Pinot Noir yes. vinified in Bianco, which is basically a white wine, but made from the red grape. But the oh, family wow. managed to take the skin off whilst they're pulping it, right. so that it's the skin that gives it the um, the uh, pigmentation, of course. So you get this really full-bodied white wine. So it's cool and crisp, but you know, just that has, sounds delicious. I drink Pinot Noir. There's nothing better than steak tartare which we're not allowed to have anymore because of whatever. But if you can get steak tata in a restaurant, definitely order a Pinot Noir to go with it. Yeah. Oh, my God, is that delicious. So now is your wine only going to be available in the UK or is it going to no, be available all No, it's in America. It's in America right now. You can get it now. What are you, pri how are you priced? We are in the UK. If you were to buy it mail order, it would be about 19 to 20 pounds a bottle but there's two how ways you can get it in, in the dollars? states how much is that in I'm, I'm not sure I, but I, what i will tell you is that there's a um if i can i might try and secretly send a link to your backstage team so that you can see it there's there's um the chat room <laughs> oh yes i could do that you Basically, could also send me a bottle of that white wine being on the wall white. we we can organize that I, our, our distributors in new I'll drink it on this show and tell people if it how good it is. I'll even have some steak tartare. I'll make it myself. Lady likes it. She's going to find it for the holidays. <laughs> yeah, what's it called? Give me again. Slowly. Okay, so it's the, the label is called Route 66. Route 66, we know that. By, by Tony Moore. It's my signature label. Okay. And um, the, the wine company that imports it, who are in New York, are called Tricana. So is it if, in California? If someone, no, it's no, it's in New York. Only they're, New York. They're in, they're in New York, yeah. Well, that's just so where they are, but it doesn't mean that the, is the wine only available in New York or it's available all over? By mail order, it's available in pretty much most states, okay. uh, but it's New York is, is where it's imported into. And, and there's some distribution there as well. But we're, we're looking for bigger distributors, obviously, around the rest of the USA, because first of all, it's a very rock and roll kind of wine, right? It's Route 66. It's right. Well, yeah, that's American. I mean, that was how yes. you got to California when you left New York. But we'll be in New York in December sometime, so I'll go and buy it. Now, well, let's let me send you a bottle. <laughs> no, no, don't be, he's so cheap. He's such a cheapskate. 
That's because he's English. Yeah, that's oh, <laughs> there you go. I'm English. Okay, so you guys, Route 66, uh, Roxy just put up the actual like link, and also you can get oh, more information because well, if you guys, if you guys, um, wait a minute, follow wait a minute, Tony wait, 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 and Twitter wait, wait, wait. and Instagram, you'll see more information. Wait, I still, you know me, I have to sell it the right way. Anyone out there know what 19 pounds, 1900 pounds you said? No, 19 pounds. Nin <laughs> how much is 19 pounds in dollars? Probably like 25 bucks. Does anybody know? Give us, okay, who, we'll, give find, us. we'll figure it out. Somebody, somebody in the chat room, Dave. In I, the used stars, know, okay. I used but, to know English. Well, it changes money. all the time. It changes all the time. I know time. it changed. I remember going to England when like a pound bought you a house. <laughs> I mean, it was really valuable. Now a pound is nothing. You gotta like it's love less it. than a dollar. It's way like, anyway. You guys get Route 66, cents. get Route 66 signature Tony Moore wine collection, yeah. and I think you'll like love it. I love huh. the idea of the white Pinot Noir. I'm getting hard from that. Yes, it's 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 absolutely delicious. Oh, I and can't. Let, wait let me tell you the story because it's such a great story. I was doing a, a gig in London at a big hotel, and I was the special guest performing just a few songs in this massive well you, you'd love it actually very colorful it was the miss ussr uh, beauty pageant which is a beauty pageant for um contestants that that came from previously soviet state countries they have that um, in russia they allow that no this was in london so oh, london sure so i was doing the show and the the company that was supplying the wine is the torty family who make this wine and i was talking to heath from the family uh, during the show, and he said, "Anytime you're in Italy, you should come and visit the uh, the winery." And where are so they in Italy? Where are they? In they're Italy? just they're south of Milan by about. Um, oh, so it's northern grapes. Those are good. Yes, exactly. It's in an area called Ultra Papavese. Yeah, um, I'm familiar. And we're from Genoa. And, okay, so you know, yeah. So I I was region. actually going to be in Italy the next month, so I arranged to go and visit the winery with my friends that were traveling with me, and we spent the morning being given the most delicious wine and a guided tour by Patrizia Torti, the, the daughter of the family, and showing us the, the incredible vines because it's it's a small family, but they produce really high quality wine. The area is great. The soil is great. And uh, their dedication to, it's been in the family 110 years. So we're loving the wine. And at lunchtime, my friend gives me an acoustic guitar and says, go on, play a song, Tony. So I start playing a song and then Patrizia hears me sing and goes oh my goodness i didn't know you sang you must sing for my father later so that night we had a party and everyone came from the local village and their friends came up we had wonderful wines and cheeses and salamis and i just started playing some songs and then in the middle of it they told me they have a catchphrase for the family which is no torty no party you know kind of little gimmick so i thought i'm going to write a song called no torty no party so without thinking about anything just stream of consciousness I started playing this vamp on the guitar and I made up a three minute song called No Torty, No Party, all about the things I'd seen on the winery. And I just, I struck a, a, an inspired moment. Everyone was wait, singing wait, the chorus. You think you wrote that? You don't think somebody <laughs> was telling you to write it in your head? Somebody that I you think, knew once, somebody that may be passed on? Uh, I think that's quite possible. I, it's See, quite possible. Both, I have, you know, I both, think inspiration is hey. can come from we don't know where it comes from, do we? So that's completely well, so logical. I, I believe that somebody is is telling, is making your brain tell it. Yeah, I believe it, that. It wouldn't surprise anyway, me. Go Ron, on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Not a problem. But at the end of the, the the time, we were we were suddenly best friends, and my music and their wine mm -hmm. made a great night. We stayed friends over the next six months until they they came to me uh, in London and they said we have a plan. We have the exclusive right to use Route 66 as a trademark for wine, 
not many people might know this, but there is one company that actually owns the trademark for Route 66. So anytime you see a a Route 66 T-shirt or a badge or a wallet, they will have licensed it from this company. So the company loved the wine and they have licensed the company, uh, the Torty family to be able to produce Route 66 wine. And they said to me, listen, we love your music. And because Route 66 is so synonymous with music and rock and roll and the freedom of spirit, we would love you to have a, a signature label with us. So that's how it began, all through I love music. It. I love it. It sounds good. You know, my family in Italy, in general, they go up to Castello de Chiero, which is up in the mountain. They have a country house. And my grandmother used to have grapes up there. And they bottle a wine, but I don't know what it's called. It's sold in the villages. Uh, I know that the northern grapes do a really good wa- southern grapes. The wine is very uh, chewy, it, you know, smoky. But the northern grapes, the wine is just fine. It's, and I'm sure your white uh, Pinot is going to be dropped at fabulous, wonderful. Actually, they're saying, dry- they're saying I can't in the wait chat to have it. Twenty four ninety nine a bottle. Twenty four. That's not bad. That's very not reasonable. Bad. And you cook a nice piece of steak, some big, big potatoes, <laughs> and you have that wine. My God, I love Pinot with beef. It goes so um, well. We'll make sure we get some wine. Where, where? That's you guys, guys based right now. Palm, Palm, Springs, Palm, Springs, Palm California. Springs, California. Okay. Well, I'm sure we can get some wine. Too. Don't worry. Let, leave that with me and my team. There we go. We love it. Terrific. And then I promise you, I will have. I don't know if we'll, I can. We'll, we'll I can't drink on the air. We're not allowed. But I can drink before I come on the show and we talk can show about. The bottle. We can, we can show, show the, bottle. the bottle. We're just not allowed to drink. I bet we could drink now. There's no, you're not allowed. Now. Still, no, no, because alcoholics watch the show and then they get thirsty, and then because of you, <laughs> they'll go back to being drunks. <laughs> yeah, because that's you. another law we have in this country to Crazy stop us wide. from being free. Um, anyway, so let's okay. So you guys, this is it. So you're gonna figure it out, and you can get more information. Go to TonyMoreMusic.com. Go to is there is there an actual website just for the wine? There is. Uh, it's Route66.wine. There you go. Route66.wine. Oh, you guys, yeah, that's a simple. Even one. I remember. Even I remember that. That I'm senile. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, let let's talk about your music. I mean, who do you, who sure. do you think you sound like? Or who? No, not sound like. That's not right. Who's uh? Who would you sing next to? Would you sing next to Johnny Mantha's? <clears throat> well, it, a duet. I, first, would you do a duet with Johnny? I'd love to do a duet with Johnny Mantha's. So you Who could. In other words, well, I'm saying that's that's your. You know, he's the greatest singer in the world. So if you think you could sing with Johnny, then you're a great singer also. Well, my my style is very much my own. Um, and, Frank Sinatra, uh, do you think like him? No, he's a, he's a rock no, star. I, I, no, I know <laughs> that. But rock. Listen, I know, Jimmy. How many rock stars do we know? We know everybody from all the greatest groups. Uh, he knows them all too. Yeah, our best friend is Scott Page from Pink Floyd and all those people. They all knew. They grew up with Johnny Mantis. We, there was no such thing as rock music in my day. You know, you, you had Doris Day, Peggy Lee, Johnny Mantis, Vaughn Monroe, and people like that. Then rock and roll started. Right. So uh, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not quite the crooner because my style is a, is a little bit more rocky but it but i don't you know it's not like i'm a full-out heavy metal singer i'm there's a lot of melody and and um oh no you're like a balladeer too though let's hear it jim so play hold on first we're, yeah, we're going to talk about it because this is a world premiere nobody in the world has yes. seen this they're seeing it on our show so tell us a oh, little wow. bit tell us a little bit about the brand new so- song never gonna say goodbye never gonna say goodbye. right so this song i was another moment of inspiration and ron i'm sure that there was somebody feeding me something uh, sure. through my spiritual connection because Absolutely. 
on October the 28th, which is uh, less than a month ago now, I was I had a I had a moment where I, I knew what I wanted to write about. And it was about letting go and letting go of someone in your life, not in a sad way, but just when you know that there comes a point in your life where that person has a different journey and you're not part of it. And it's not a negative thing and it's not anything else. It's just that that's, that's life, right? And at that point, you have to be able to let go and be happy for them to have that journey. So I sat down at the piano <clears throat> and in my head, I had this imaginary image of a dad with his child teaching them to ride a bike and then letting go of the saddle when the kid doesn't realize that they're actually cycling on their own. And that moment when you realize that they don't need you anymore, right? Not in a, you know, just in a, just in a, a realistic observational way. And so the song song was written in an hour and I sent the piano iPhone demo to a few friends who all went, Oh my God, I'm crying. It's amazing. Such a beautiful song. So I thought, Oh, I better record it. So I recorded it the next night and then I made the video all on my own in my front room using a little bit of green screen technology and some um, public domain footage from online. And the video was finished within two or three days. I had the song mastered and it's, it's coming out on Friday and I could have released it that night and just put it on SoundCloud or something, but I wanted it to be an official proper, you know, chart digital release so the earliest in the schedule we could get it out was now so it's one of the quickest written recorded videoed and recorded songs and i've deliberately held the video back from letting anyone see it for this show so it's the world well, premiere aren't tonight. you nice well no, you know i have to tell you <laughs> you know we have over five million viewers all over the world did you know that i didn't know that Oh yeah, we're big deal. We're not we're not little fish. <clears throat> no, and we have we have no seriously, we're in every country all over the world and we are uh third year in a row the best uh, uh, web, show. web show in the world. Also, we were up for an Emmy once. So, you know, you're really pushing it out in a in a good venue. And I'm glad because if your song is as terrific as I think it will be, you'll get some results. I like Thank love you. it. So what we're going to do, Roxy, you have the video ready, right? So I'm going to let Tony actually introduce it as, as let him introduce it and say it's the world premiere. And then when he gets done, Roxy, you play it for everybody. And we'll be back after the video. You guys enjoy. Okay. Tony. So this is Tony Moore here in London. And I'm delighted and thrilled to share with you all on the Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell show here, the world premiere of my brand new single, Never Gonna Say Goodbye. Everywhere I'm never gonna 
Hello. Here we go. Hang on to your jockstrap. <laughs> Emotional, elegant, a man that can hold a note for a change. <laughs> Piano, fabulous. Visual, beautiful. Uh, I feel like I'm on that stupid show where they judge people. <laughs> X Factor. X Factor. But I got to tell you something, Buster. I'm impressed. I love your song. And I'm going to send it to both of my daughters because I, I'll never let go of my daughters. You know, we live in Palm Springs. They just moved to Palm Desert, like 10 miles away. Right. And I'm going through separation trauma. <laughs> so let's talk about letting go. Right now go. they live like a mile away. Yeah, and now I mean, they're going to be 10 miles so away. So talk about letting go. I love your song. And you get, you're getting the most fabulous honor because I tell Jimmy, put it in my car. Only great oh. people get it. No, I, I play it while we're driving. And it's, it's an hour, two hours to L.A. from here. So we play all our friends' music. And this song, I really am very, very uh, involved with. It's an emotional song, and the lyrics are beautiful. I, I mean, I, I give it a 1020. I mean, really, you did a good job Thank on this you. one. Thank but you, but you know much. what? People out there don't appreciate good stuff. They like junk. <laughs> You know, if you wrote shit, crappy, horrible, nonsense, stupidity with no right, hang melody. On. My turn. So first of all, the chat room loved it. Uh, Beautiful Ju song. Julia and Russia loved it. They're saying tears, crying. Yes, it's a hit. Very emotional. Touched their heart. Um, I had goosebumps, you know, actually, because you're actually like on the line with us and we got to see it. And I've seen the video already a bunch of times um, since yesterday uh, when you sent it I to have me. tears in my eyes. And uh, everybody like loves mm -hmm. it. So I think you're going to have a hit. And and vocally, you sound terrific on it. Yeah, he's got Thank a good you. voice. You hold a note. 
When did you learn to do that? <laughs> you know, nobody my holds dad, notes anymore. Nobody holds um, notes. My my dad was a tenor um, okay. and a classical pianist, and I grew up listening to all the Italian love songs. Okay. So he would sing the Neapolitan love songs to my mum, who was a ballet right. dancer. And, you know, I, I never had his voice, but I had his passion for music. And no, you have a very good voice because it's powerful and it has that little bit of gravel that I like. It, it sets it apart from the uh, ordinary common voice. It's, no, I'm, I'm, what can I say more? I don't want to sound like I'm blowing smoke up your ass, so I'm being full of shit. I <laughs> Thank don't you, say, I, no, I, I re, Listen, if, you were, if I didn't like it, I would have said, oh, that was fun, everybody. Now, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> no, I think but it's fabulous. I'm, I'm so moved by it because the girl in the, in the film looked looks like, like my daughter, daughter Leslie. <laughs> it looks oh, like his daughter. <laughs> I could cry right now. And I adore, well, it, I adore my daughter so much. I've got to tell you that that video um, of the, the little blonde girl is public domain video from the 60s. So I don't even know who it is. Probably uh, is it's... my daughter because it looked just, <laughs> like, <laughs> look just like Leslie. Um, um, it's a wonderful I, it, song. And I think you. every parent should play it to their ch with their children listening and say to their children, this is how I feel. Because they grow quickly and they do yep. leave you. And saying goodbye to them is an impossibility, something I cannot do. I never will. And I tell my children, after I'm dead, I still will look over you. <laughs> I'll never stop worrying or caring or, or helping you. He has two wonderful daughters, too. They're my stepdaughters. They They're are fabulous. wonderful daughters. We play cards every Monday, either her house, <laughs> their house, or my house. We're very, we're Italian, very close family. And my daughters are just special. And this song is really about my uh, it's a beautiful what more can i say <laughs> buy the fucking song it's a beautiful you guys song. it comes out on friday everybody never gonna say goodbye by more and, and by play Tony it Moore. for your rotten kids that don't call you <laughs> so then is the video going to get released on friday also um now that we've played it um i'm gonna make it available from now okay, uh, probably in a, in a couple of hours I'll, I'll, I'll put the link up and then midnight tomorrow uk time um, the single is ready. So people can pre-order it or pre-save it is a new modern technology with Spotify. And in the link tree that Roxy posted in the chat room uh, and has that will give you a link to the single. And as the video gets uh, released, that will be added to that link as well. I, I love it you already. Know, already, B. Claudia in Germany said she's yeah, already pre-saved it. I mean, you know, you're, you're calling it rock and roll. I call it a ballad. Oh, it is a ballad. It's a beautiful ballad. Just don't let Elton John steal it, <laughs> because it's in Elton John's style. And he well, he was a, he he was a big hero, you know, back in the seventies. You know, um, many people, including I have to tell you, there was one album in the seventies that influenced me enormously and used to make me very emotional when I listened to it. And I often think when I'm writing songs, I, I find that I'm channel, channeling some of that spirit. What, and the album was called, wind, no, Farewell no. Fairbanks. Is that an Elton John album? No, it's a Randy Edelman album. Oh, that's so funny. Randy Edelman, oh my yes. God. <laughs> we know it, we, we know Randy, we're very good friends. I know. So Ra Randy, that album Randy. he made with you and Uptown, Uptempo Woman and all those songs on it, that, that really had a massive influence on my life. It was, I was very, very touched by the, um, 
the way that the Randy writes and sings. So he's you know, as a great, songwriter, you know, a great piano player like you too. So, so how long did you know when, when you, when you grew up, like how old were you when you were like, I'm going to be a musician? Uh, so I think his album came out 76, 77, something like that. Um, so I was probably about 16 or 17 then. And, uh, you know, I, the, I don't think the album was such a big hit in the States. I think England was where, where was the biggest territory for, for that album. But it was, but the songs, of course, people have covered and been enormously successful. Yes. But there was something I found very vulnerable and very open in Randy's writing and singing in that album. And, and as you know, I've, so I've been a fan all these years. It was only when John Velasco said to me, and I knew that John managed him, right? But a few years ago, he said, listen, Randy's going to be in London. Can you give him a gig at the Bedford? And I went, oh my God, he's one of my musical heroes. It would be my great honor and pleasure to do that. So we did. He came and played here at the Bedford. By the way, I'm at the Bedford now. I'm in the dressing room. We have oh, a show okay. happening up. When, when we Randy, have a show happening upstairs. When Randy, <laughs> when Randy came on our show, Randy is a very controlling person. person and he began controlling my show. And I began getting angrier and angrier because you can't do that. So I said to him, I'm going to throw you off the show or walk off if you don't stop running my show. Let me ask you the questions because I asked him a question and he refused to answer it. It was just not, it was not easy. It was difficult. So I didn't like him. And I told Jimmy, he'll never come back on our show. Well, anyway, time went on and we met socially and I forgot who he was and <laughs> that we had the fight. And we fell in love with each other. We just became the best of friends. And he's a sweetheart of a guy. And I said to him, why were you such a prick on my show? He said, I, what was I? I said, yes, you were just difficult. But Randy's a sweet guy. I really like and him a lot. And he's super I, talented. And I, oh, he is so yeah. talented. The things that he has written. I mean, you know, you can't have a friggin' attitude when you have that much credit to yourself. But Randy is a good guy. But it, see, he sometimes is. you start off on a bad foot and then you, you mm -hmm. become good friends. And, and I'm, I saw him in New York and we had a ball. So is that why you chose piano and keyboards and stuff? No, uh, well, it's partly because my dad was a classical pianist. So oh, okay, when I grew okay. up, you know. I, I was listening to you know Rachmaninoff and Mozart and Chopin when I was so was know, I a so that's child. what we did and and I just I used to sit on the piano but I can't read music and I tried really hard to be like my dad and I you know I couldn't do it so I started writing my own music because I figured nobody can tell me if it's wrong because I I've, I've written it so it's it's got to be right because I wrote it <laughs> so oh I like love that that was my lazy my lazy way of getting around actually learning how to play the piano properly. I just, you know, invented my own things. Well, I hope your song does well. You know, unfortunately in our country, that ugly, horrible stuff called rap, which I despise, loathe, and <laughs> hate. I don't think it's singing. It's talking. I think it's stupid. It has no meaning to me. It doesn't make me want to get romantic or teary-eyed. And your song just does the opposite of what rap does. Your song is emotional. It makes you feel good. Warm. It has a wonderful message. It sends out love. And will it do well in America? I hope so. I really hope that this kind of music comes back or is back or has a place because we really are so inundated with this rap crap. Well, I, we have I rappers think... on our show, and I feel badly sometimes because I cannot say I like your music. And well, I Rob, first of all, I, you know, thank you again for being so uttering and supportive. It means a lot to me. But no, I I'm telling the truth. I'm not, I'm not I think there's a lot of people that feel 
the way that we do. And if and if you think that Adele has a new record out at the moment that's that's smashing the internet. Um, and Adele doesn't rap. Adele is a very old school um, approach, right? She's just a great singer. Well, so great does songs. the other one, the one yeah, that wore fabulous. the meat. What's the one that wore the meat? Oh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. She's she, <laughs> I keep forgetting her name. She sings beautiful opera well, you also. Know, Elton John, because Elton John just had his first number one in the UK in like 20 years or something. Yeah. And he doesn't do rap, so there's plenty of people. Johnny Mantis is still doing concerts at 87 years old. So, you know, uh, good music lives on and on and on. It never so you, gets old. So you guys want to get yeah. this coming out on Friday. You want to get it. You can save it now. Tell us a little bit. So you were on tour. Are you sitting at a keyboard or you're just sitting at a computer? No, I'm sitting at a, a, a computer. But there is a piano behind me. But um, it's, it's, <laughs> a little, it's a little far away. away. Yeah, it's too far away. <laughs> well, okay. Let's, let's see if I can stretch over there. Hang on. I've this is cute. Live TV, everybody. Live video. I like live. It's better than when oh, it's rehearsed it's, it's and fabulous. done. This is reality. This is like, well, our show was really like a reality You guys, show. just so you know, like, because he's 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 probably got a show. He does a show Wednesday nights at the Bedford. I, I don't know if it's if actually he's performing there tonight, but I know he does shows the there. Bedford. That's why we haven't been Wait, able to the get Bedford. in there. That yes, sounds, I, I've actually got another. Bedford. Tell me about the Bedford. Why is it? sounding important to me because it's the most it's the most popular club in the, in, in the whole in england i i've been there it's, and it's tony made it venue. that way i've been to the bedford i don't remember where or when it's but in how. southwest london southwest london the bedford sure i've been there I went with so James. i think tony has a sh you have a show there tonight right i know you can come back and like confirm that in a minute but you're playing there right yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i'm not performing i I've, I've got someone hosting the show for me tonight there's other artists performing and i've just stolen the green room so that we can do this. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. I love I'm it. I'm glad you stole the green room. Oh, I love it. So we've got some piano. Okay. So what I want you to do, I just want you to play a little bit, like especially the, the synthesizer stuff at the beginning of I Died in Your Arms Tonight, because people will love it. It's like one of the most popular songs in the world. Yay! I freaking like love that. Thank you. I, I, I love that song so much. It's not even funny. And uh, and I think the fact that you are a, you're part of all these like iconic bands and then you went off and did your own thing. And I actually have to tell you, I think I like your own thing better. Um, but just the fact that you were part of these oh, like astronomically you. huge bands, um, because I don't really sit around listening to Iron Maiden and Cutting Crew, you know, has a couple songs I like a lot. But your songs, I like all of your songs. So I think that it makes it. More so, fun. Tony, how long are you in this yes. racket? How long are you in this racket? Oh, a long, long time. <laughs> no, really? Seriously? Well, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, properly. When did what uh, age were you start? When you started, what age were you? Seventy, seventy-five, seventy-six. I was touring okay. with an artist called Al Matthews, and I, I think I was sixteen then. And I lied about my age to get the gig as the piano player, and well, I did like, a tour through my summer like, holidays. Uh, so you weren't really sixteen. Uh, I'm trying to work it out. I was born a long time. Well, we ago. don't need to know your age if you so don't want to So that means you it. must be like, like I'm eighty-one, like, and I don't give a shit. Who you're knows like, it. you got to be somewhere between fifty-nine and sixty-one. Just a just a little bit north of sixty one. Okay, and you look fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody would like ever know that in a second. And anyway. you know what, Tony? When you get to be my age, you're so proud to say your age. 
because you yes. made it. You and made that, it this long. It's an it's an award. And that long that long uh, that long leopard coat that you wear, like in in a lot of different promotional pictures yeah. with the leopard shoes, is like my absolute favorite. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you well, guys too. His his website is tonymoremusic.com. Even Astro, our dog, likes you. He's looking at the Oh, people. that's wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> he's right one of Astro. our three rescues, but he's the only one little enough to come in the room and not tear every, and not knock everything down. And he's a love boy. Yeah, well, he fabulous. loves his dad. So, so uh, we uh, have like, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've been watching all of the comments that have been coming up from, uh, is it be Claudia and Teresa and everyone? And everyone's been saying such beautiful things. I want everyone who's uh, listening and who's been commenting and saying such nice things to realize that I've seen all of them and I'm very touched. Thank you. It means the world to me. Well, it's the truth. If your music stunk. They wouldn't write anything. Or stank. <laughs> stank. Stank is the correct way. I stunk. Yes. If your music stank, that's it. Nobody would say anything. They would say, okay, next. They'd be talking about ne something next else. Guest, next guest. <laughs> next guest. <laughs> no, I think it's but, fabulous. You know, I hope that your music has an effect on the world. Because it, it sends you. a beautiful message out. We need messages of, of love and and respect. We need that again. I agree. We, got, we have to bring it back. Our world is really getting crazy. I absolutely right. agree. And and that's that that lives at the heart of nearly everything that I do is how to um, present that message of love and of um, acceptance and honesty through music. But for me, you know, I have things that I want to share with the world that I know other people will understand. And so um, I don't tread the simple path. You know, I know it's a tough business out there and I'm not unaware of, of how um, what I do as an, as an independent artist is a challenge. But I do the thing that I love and the thing that, that means something to the people that have followed and, and supported me. I always say, I quote Patti LaBelle. You know who Patti LaBelle is, right? Of course, yeah. Of course, everybody does. Patti LaBelle said music belongs to everyone. Yeah. And your music, this song really belongs to everyone. So don't think that it's not sharp, cool enough, or wild enough, or vulgar enough. It belongs to you out there, whoever you are. I like love it. So who, we have like four minutes left. Who are Please. some of... Uh, who are some of you? Do you have like your biggest influences either now or or before? Like I, I'm a big Elton John fan and I'm a yeah. big Adele fan. I love I, I love mean, both of Johnny them. Johnny Mantis and Peggy Lee. Yeah. Well, I think from the early days it was the Beatles because my mum used to love the Beatles and would would buy all the records and play them. Um, then it was Genesis in the very very early days. Oh my god, Peter I love Genesis. Uh. Yes. Turn so it on again those... live. Turn it on again live is like one of the greatest songs ever from the the live album. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and um, and what uh, about Pink Phil Floyd? Collins by himself? Like Phil Collins' face value to me is like one of the greatest albums ever too. Yeah, Phil. Phil was so amazing that he he did that thing as you know back in the day. Eventually, radio stations would have like a, a Phil Collins free day because everyone was playing him so much, but. Everyone was playing him so much because he's so amazing, right? Yeah, he was, he's just the best. He had such a great he, voice. He, and, he, he, yeah, but he was boring. Oh, it, it, not yeah, for me. He never, he sang, it sounded, all his stuff sounded the same. Uh, I'm happy about being in this business because I get to meet the people that I remember as I was growing up, like C.C. Penningston's finally, yeah. we know C.C. well, she's a doll. And uh, the, the, the sisters, Sledge sisters, too, Kathy yeah. and Kim. And I love we are family. You know, we are family. Yes, we are family. I mean, those are songs that go will live forever. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's fun being. Uh, oh, wait, uh, can you do We Are Family? Do you know the? Well, I was I was trying to trying to work out playing the thing. <laughs> Will we get kicked off if he does? No, if he does it live, we don't get in trouble. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I, I can't do it. That's okay. I can't quite picture the cause in my head because it's such a guitar and bass song. It's yeah, such a it is. beautifully yes. funny song. Like and the girls it. are wonderful. Kathy and Kim, I love them. They became very good friends of ours, and they're the sweetest, most wonderful girls. Very religious, very good, well-bred, educated, spoken girls. I have to tell you though, too, like because I'm a I'm a big boy band fan, and the UK has the best boy bands. And so, like, I was always a huge Gary Barlow. Take that. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a great writer. Uh, all, all those kinds of bands, I've like always loved all of those. Those but the proudest moment in my music world was knowing Johnny Man. I've met Johnny about two or three times and speaking with him, I found the most human, human person I've ever met. Johnny is gentle, kind, sweet, caring, shy, innocent, and it shows in his mu music. I love Johnny Mantis so much. I really love him well, as a person and as a performer. I've never met him, but yeah. oh, I he's agree. a sweetie. Love him if you met him. His he's music so, is has always been amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. and he's so unpretentious. He's not. He doesn't like make you feel like he's in competition. He's just a wonderful human being. So we we have we have like a minute a minute left. Let me ask you this, like, so because I know you've met like a ton of rock stars. I just I I know you have just by like googling you. Like, is there someone that you have not had an opportunity to meet that you think, oh my god, I'd really love to get to work with this musician? Uh. I would love to work with Peter Gabriel. Oh my God, and I, what a I, great one. I did meet him once very briefly at a, an award event and, and said hello, and that was it. But never really met him properly. But he's he's always been quite a hero, only because he had such an amazing voice and then always took the path less traveled. Traveled. Yes. traveled. Yes. Yes, no, you know, you're absolutely right. And he's in such an icon. Album, just when you thought you knew what was coming next, he changed direction again, a little bit like Bowie. If Bowie was alive, that that would be my ultimate. Yeah, Ron I, loves I, Bowie. I loved Bowie. Yeah. Oh, that song about put on your red high heels or whatever it was, red shoes. Red shoes. Oh my God, the that beat. Blues. Remember that beat? Yes. That constant that song used to rock me. Oh, I love that song. So, you guys, this is Tony Moore. You can follow him on Twitter at Tony Moore with the number one after it. His Instagram is Tony Moore. His website's TonyMooreMusic.com. Uh, make sure you check out his wines, uh, the Route 66 Tony Moore collection. Also, um, uh, don't forget to get the new song. It's coming out on Friday. The video will be up later today, but the the single actually comes out on Friday called Never Gonna Say Goodbye. And let's uh, everybody like listening. If you liked it, please either save it on Spotify or stream it or purchase it because uh, he's an indie artist and we want him to sell it. Purchase it and send it to your children. They may learn something <laughs> from it. There you go. Tony, I wish you the Thank best. You. And I Thank don't you, really Ron. have to wish you the best because you are the best. And it's going to be the oh. best. It's going to happen, baby. It's going to happen. And we'll have you back. Thank Anytime you've you got anything cool to promote, we'll bring yeah. you back. Everybody loves you. You are, I, a charm, I would, you are a very charming, sweet guest. You're welcome. I would love here. to come back. Whenever so, you like. Whenever you like. So, therefore, I'm never going to say goodbye. There you oh, go. <laughs> how sweet. That is so sweet. I love it. Tony, thank Neither you so we. much. Thank yes. you so much, the Tony. Best. You're and, the best. And ha you don't do Thanksgiving, but anyway, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas <laughs> coming up. All right. Merry Christmas. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, everybody in the chat room really liked him a lot. So what we're going to do, you guys, before we bring Loved on our next song. guest, because we have four minutes before our next guest comes on, and, and we have another song that he did called Only Love Can Heal. 
Um, so what I'm going to do is have Roxy play it, and then when he comes back, uh, when she, then when we when we come back, we'll bring on our next guest, Rob Jankowski. So, uh, Roxy, Will you we got get it? in trouble if we play it? No, only Love Can Heal by Tony Moore. Here it is, everybody. Enjoy. So that was Only Love Can Heal You Guys by Tony Moore. He was really a great guest, and I love the fact that I he really does all like the videos. He music. does all the ballads. I like his music. I'm not lying. I'm not making it up. I'm not being a phony. I really like this guy's song, his piano, his voice. Put this that song in the car, too. That's another good song. See, also, we want to just let everybody know, like, actually, Tony Moore was introduced to us, uh, to me, uh, through Cindy Lady Lake from Lady Lake Music. And so we want to thank her because she introduced me, like, I mean, it was a long time ago, but but we wouldn't know him if it wasn't for her, probably. So we also met him again through John Velasco. But originally, a couple of years ago, Cindy introduced us to him. So I've never met him. Have you? Uh, yeah, I've done Zooms with him all the time. You've been, you've been with Tony? Yeah. Huh? Not, not in an event, but only virtually. 
Oh, oh, oh we've not never like, met no, him. No, we've never met him, no. Oh, okay. No, but he's a great musician, and he's really cool. So so uh, thank you again, Cindy Lady Lake. And then Eileen actually set this up also through, okay. but it was terrific. So real quick, we're going to bring on our next guest. Before we do that, let's just say, you guys, you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. Now we're going to bring on our second guest. Um, hopefully everything goes good with the uh, sound and everything coming on in. So, Roxy, go ahead and let him in. See how we do, everybody. Hey, hey, Rob. How hey, you guys. Doing? Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Wow, look at uh, actually, the, good. Voice, wow. the voice on this one. Yeah, listen to that. Yeah. Wow. Voice. What a voice. You, you, if you don't do voiceovers, get out of the business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All wow, right, what everybody. A voice. What a voice. And look at the teeth. They're so nice and yeah, white. He's a good looking one. Yeah. So, ladies, put new batteries in your vibrator. He's <laughs> handsome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, writer, director, and actor Rob Jankowski. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me going to be a lot of fun before we get started let me introduce you to my cool outrageous man about town co-host mr ron russell hey do you do you do voiceovers no why don't I'll you audition do sometimes but uh are you serious you have the yeah. best baritone voice you could do commercials in a minute yeah. like you should do victoria's secret commercials the women would melt <laughs> yeah. like you know where victoria's wish. no you should say like wear victoria's secret panties and i'll be over and you'll see women will kill themselves <laughs> <laughs> Am I embarrassing you? I hope no, so. No, no, you're fine. Actually, in the chat uh, room, like say hi. Are you Italian? No, I'm not. I'm actually, uh, I don't even know. I'm a mutt. Really just a mutt. <laughs> so what, what kind of mutt? Oh, I have, uh, I think, Polish, Irish, uh, Croatia, American Dutch. There's a whole bunch of stuff. That, that's how come you're nice looking. You're good looking. <laughs> you know, when you, you mix a lot of races, you get a pretty good looking person. So, so you're an actor. What have so you done? Hang on, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. We have other things to do. So I'm we my... have a chat room full of people. All the women are already saying about how beautiful oh, yeah. you are. They're so all, uh, they all... so say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey everybody, how's it hey. going? And then uh, and and then you got to say hi to Teresa Sabin real quick. Say hi to Teresa. Hey, Teresa. Uh, she's saying yes to that when Ron's talking about the Victoria's Secret thing. See, and, I, I uh, know what I'm talking and about. Cindy Lady Lake, all the like, all the like single. Oh, actually, I don't think Teresa's single, but say hi to Cindy Lady Lake because she's like loving that deep voice too. <laughs> oh, he's a good hey, looking Cindy guy. Lady. With a, he's a... Oh, and you know her too. You know Cindy because she said you guys follow each other uh, on yes. Twitter. Yes. Yep. On she's Twitter. Fa she's fabulous. Now, so. what, are, what have I seen you in? Well, you might not have seen me in it. So I'm kind of. <laughs> I see everything, even the well, shitty uh, movies. I'm kind of. <laughs> Just getting back into things. So, okay. So, um, what I started years, years ago, and then I, I fell out of it. And uh, right before COVID, I started getting back into things, and then COVID hit. So, it's been kind of up and down. But most Don't recently, tell him about your movie yet. Don't tell him about your movie yet. You're we'll a New Yorker. You're minute. a New Yorker, right? No, he's no, not. He's I'm, a I'm outside of Philly. He's a Pennsylvanian. Yeah. Oh, how, how come he's got like a New York sound? I thought. You know, not we, not a no. New York accent, but a New York sound. We lived in Pennsylvania. We lived in Doylestown for five yeah. years. We just moved yeah. to California three years ago. So I we used to go to Center City all the time. Yeah, I've, where I've you, heard where you guys talk about Philly. on the show. Where, where are you from in Philly? Um, outside of Philly, actually a little closer to Reading, Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, you're way kind out. Between there. Yeah. yeah. You're way out. Where were you born? You were born someplace else, so though, I was right? born in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yes. We've okay. been to, I don't remember yeah, where those places are, but we've been to all of them. Yeah. I know where the, well, you have to go through Bethlehem to get to go see uh, Lily 
Lily McLeod. Lily McLeod. Lily lives in I forgot where, but we we've been through Bethlehem. Yeah. Yes, we've been there. I remember it. Yeah, it's not far. It's all clear. I, I'm like 40 minutes outside of Philly, two hours outside of NYC, so I'm pretty close. I to like everything. Philadelphia. I think it's a beautiful city. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Good food, good restaurants, uh, Italian restaurants especially. Theater oh, theater so is good. It's got a lovely nightlife. It's like a little New York. I like yep. Philly a lot. Don says you yeah, remind her of the carpenter dude on Desperate Housewives. See that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're starting in already. They're starting. The fan, the fan club is starting already. You'll yeah. like love it. Listen, okay. you got good looks. Use them because when you get old, well, if you're lucky like me, you have good looks at 81. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm just one of those <laughs> you know, conceited, so you, so, conceited son of a bitch. Yeah. So you well, guys you could look like me if you don't drink or smoke right. or do don't. drugs. Don't do don't drugs. Don't smoke, uh, hardly drink. So. There you go. And That's don't good. you never do chemicals, drugs, they'll wreck your face. Um, yeah, not anymore. I did as a teenager. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. You gotta eat healthy. Actually, you still healthy. look like a teenager. You don't look old at all. Oh, You're really? really Are you single? No. no. No, I'm married. Oh, too bad. I got a daughter. How old do you think I am? I don't know, but I have a daughter. I'm looking to get married. If I had to, like, if I had to just guess, I would say like 29 to 32 or something like that. Like, no, I, would, I know you're I older would, than that, but I you would look say young. 34. Yeah, 36. 36. You're yes, too young so you're for young. my daughter. Both of my daughter. One, one. I have two old maids. One is 48. One is 52. Well, no interest but, in marriage. Yeah. No interest. Sad. My, my wife is actually around that age. So. Oh. Oh, so, so you you married a cougar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's good. <laughs> I saw because so you guys, Rob has a brand new film. It's called Attached Paranormal, and it had a red carpet premiere about three weeks ago, two and a half weeks How ago. How come we weren't yeah. invited? And uh, we were. Uh, you were, yeah. We were, but we're not going to go to Pennsylvania. Oh, it was in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, it was local here, yeah. And uh, uh, so I saw pictures of his of his family. Are they going to do a one in L.A.? Family. Are they doing a red in L.A.? No, no. This is his. So this is actually. I thought this is your first film, but it's not your. It's your second film, right? That's actually your film. So with my production company, yeah, it's it's the first feature feature full length film. The the film we did before that was a short film. Okay, and it was called Tied and Tortured or something yep. like that. Tied yep. and Tortured, and then he uh, then he he did that film. You guys, now he's got a new film. It really literally just came out. He's got phenomenal distribution on it. It's called Attached Paranormal. He's the writer, the director, and he stars in the film. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about it, and then I'll, yeah, so, I'll read what what I have written um, down. Attached paranormal. So it it we had the it's a COVID film. Like we had we actually shot it during COVID shutdown. Uh, we were in pre production on it before COVID, and then COVID hit, and, and at the time everyone didn't know what was going on. So anyway, uh, we we sat down, we rethought the whole thing, we we rewrote it, we simplified the whole script. We had to change it to uh, found footage style paranormal horror. That way we could have a uh, reduced crew on set and make it a lot easier to film. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a found footage style uh, horror paranormal that uh, basically the synopsis or the storyline is that a guy is found dead in his house by his wife. She comes home from a business trip and then, uh, you know, the cops come, they deem it as just suicide because it looks like a suicide. And they take the video footage. They saw that he had a camera set up filming the whole thing. So they take the footage. They never really watch it. They just shelve it at the uh, the evidence locker. And then years go by, and a detective that's kind of just looking at old cases brings home the evidence box. And his teenage son gets a hold of the video footage, 
and thinks it would be a cool idea to like edit it into a movie format and then upload it to the internet for uh, the world to to see and view. So we really stick true to that storyline, um, you know, as much as we can. Uh, you know, simplified it so it's not it's a lot simplified from what it was supposed to be. There's, there's no like major scares, but it's not really supposed to have any like major scares. It's more supposed to give you, if you're like a, a paranormal hunter, you know, it's just supposed to more give you like that feeling of paranormal unknown. Yes. So would, it, you, would you call it a thriller more than a horror? Uh, probably more of a thriller. Yeah. But we also went because we were forced to simplify it. Uh, we went with more of like an old school approach with, the beginning to the middle with with the way the movie ends without giving too much no, no, out don't the, no don't i'm not that. i'm not giving out information but for the way it ends we went with an old school approach on you know back to the days of silent films and early talkies where you really have to use your imagination and your mind a little bit to to kind of go with like a, a slower pace and a, and a slower build but use your imagination to fill in the blanks so it's uh... so let me read this to you guys so you guys um so the name of the film is attached paranormal um it says local death deemed suicide for years a man is found dead in his home deemed suicide for years by the local authorities years later tapes of the incident suddenly gets released by a local detective's son do you believe in the paranormal and um besides besides rob being in the film we also have jeff dernlin jack Cullinan, I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah. his names right. Yeah. Um, Marie Lynn and Bonnie Mercado. Um, yep. So basically, you know, because it's very hard. We were in a film in Pennsylvania. It's very hard to do stuff, you know, out of like a Hollywood scene. So the fact that you actually got a film made during COVID, yeah. you have it distributed. You guys, here's where you can see it. It's, uh, it's on demand in 60 countries, including Amazon Prime Video, Vudu, Fandango, iTunes, Microsoft, the Dish Network, Apple Plus, iTunes, Google Play. And, and maybe is there any new places since then? It, it honestly keeps popping up places I didn't even know it was supposed to be on yet. So uh, what I'm telling people is besides those to check with the platforms that you commonly use, search the title. And if it pops up, it's there because there's some people telling me they're finding it on. Uh, what is it on Pluto? I think on Pluto, Pluto. now. Pluto, and, yeah. yeah. What about so, Tubi? Is it on Tubi? Um, it's supposed to be coming out on Tubi. I don't think it's out on there just yet. We but watch it might a lot be. of Tubi. Well, we'll yeah. watch it. I start a movie December 5th. I have not okay. worked on a set during COVID. I hear it's a nightmare. What do you think? I mean, am I going to come into a During set? COVID? <clears throat> um, right, right now. So I I worked, mean, yeah, I worked on a set during COVID. Uh, just a small role. It was an Adam Sandler film for Netflix. So it was a big production. But I was on that for several days. And, you know, it's it's very cautious. I mean they don't take it as a joke so you got to follow follow the rules to the t on their set anyway but well that's uh, anything that's a Netflix but is it is it true deal. that is it yeah. true that they tape a box and you have to stand in that box and not leave it until you're on to, to do your lines and then you got to go run right back in that box so uh, when covid first started when in i'd say fall they just started productions back up in the fall a little bit things were were that nuts uh at this point they're not they're not that bad. I mean, at that point, last season in the fall, it was like October, November, we had to wear the mask. We had to wear uh, either face shield or goggles at all times up until the point that you're actually filming and shooting. Uh, right, now it's not I that heard. bad. Yeah. I heard. I, I'm working with Sadie uh, Katz, 
Yep. I play a doctor. She plays a woman that's got a big problem. And I'm told that we have masks and we're all whatever. We say our lines and put the mask back. I mean, this is yep. ridiculous. It breaks the moment. You know, that if you get your character going and you got to worry about a mask, that's an additional strain. So how, yeah, did, you handle, how did you handle that? I mean, you just have to, you know, you just kind of have to. Isn't but... it like, doesn't it take you out of the With moment? With his own film, it was different, though, because he had a yeah, very small was set. But... Yeah, he had a very small set. Well, the, very small the, the, sad, the Saddler set had to be big. Yeah, the Sandler set yes. had to be big. Yes, that was. Um, yeah, I mean, you just got to take it off for the, the shoot. And as soon as they say cut, you put it back on. Oh, I um, hate this shit. Yeah. So, so let's just go put back, it right in your pocket. So let's go. Let's go back to your film, Attached Paranormal, you guys, because it's yep. out everywhere. And what I did is, um, I have uh, I downloaded the trailer for it so we could play it for everybody. Um, so I want you to do, Roxy, you get it ready for uh for Rob. Rob's gonna announce it, and then you play it, and then we'll come back and talk. Oh shit! I sent her the wrong thing. Whose clip is that? I sent it, but I thought it, but I thought it actually had the movie in it. Like I watched it. I, it has shit about I the movie. Know. I thought it could be a pirated. There's some pirated things out there. Oh shit, Roxy! See if you can go to Attached Paranormal on YouTube while we're talking to him and find it, because I like. But listen, the it wrong was thing. it was a video that the kid put on TV. So maybe it is his movie. No, it's not. No, that's, it's that's not movie. the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 right. Yeah. I, I didn't think it could be an outtake. No. <laughs> So, Roxy, see if you can go to YouTube and just find it, and we'll keep talking to him about it. It's called Attached Paranormal. Type in Rob Jankowski, and that way we get the right one, because that's what I thought I did. But maybe I and just if we don't have it, we'll, we'll play it for you. No, we're gonna still get it. It's just time. She doesn't need us. But we if won't we make can't, do we'll play it. Else. We'll play it for you, even if you're not on the show. Then we'll get it. So <laughs> let's go back. Okay. So sorry about that. We screwed that one up. Oh, that was fine. all on me. Jimmy, um, what's our Thanksgiving show look like? Uh, it doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about it now. Oh, I'd like to know. <laughs> That's next week. Well, I mean, we got to go to this week. So how long? So so I know that you were uh, an actor and you you did stuff and then you stopped doing stuff and now you yeah. recently. What made you decide to come back and get it back involved in the entertainment uh, industry? So I was just like uh, miserable. I was, you know, kind of in da daily life, just miserable. And I'm thinking, man, what, what's what's going on? Or what can I change here? And as I am, just not doing what I'm passionate about and what I love to do. So I. Uh, you know, decided to, to pick back up where I left off and get back into acting and filmmaking. That's what I'm passionate about. I'm a true believer that, you know, whatever you're passionate about is what you'll succeed in in life. So, um, you know, I jumped back in before COVID and then COVID hit and kind of screwed everything up. But uh, I got into it when I was like 17. I was big into, into movies my whole life. But and then when I was like 13, I got my first video camera. Me and friends started making a bunch of our own uh, skits and short films and stuff just for our own amusement. Actually, our one homeroom teacher in junior high would play our VHS tapes in homeroom and stuff to show the class in school. But uh, that's really where I started to fall in love with it. In my teenage years, I was I was a troublemaker, hung out with some people. We did some uh, bad things. But From South Philly? Uh, no, I was outside <laughs> of Philly, but. Not uh, South Philly. <laughs> similar things, though. Um, but, you know, film and movies was something that could get me through. Like, I'd watch a movie, and I fell in love with the way that you watch a movie, and it can change your whole mood about anything. It can change your mood on life. It could change your thoughts on an opinion. Um, I fell in love with that. So I definitely knew at that point I wanted to uh, have a career some way, shape, or form in entertainment. So um, when I was 17, I got my first uh, – agent out of philly and then by 18 i was starting to go to new york for some things and i met a, a boutique uh, acting manager there who um 
was by coastal out of uh, California as well. They um, had a client at the time that was looking for a roommate in LA. So he wanted me to move out there and it was all pretty much lined up. But then I just chickened out at the time. I, I don't think, I don't think I was mentally prepared um, right. like I am now. I it's didn't have support. Deal. Yeah. I was living on my own with a, with a friend. Um, and I just didn't have the support or the money at the time to really take that leap and, and try to try to make it work. So I chickened out. Um, there was also, a, I don't say this story that much, but at the same time, right before that, that manager uh, got me an audition for a low budget horror film out of Boston. And at that time it was self tape with actual like cassette, eight millimeter cassette tape. <laughs> and then I had to mail, actually physically mail it in. My, how things have changed. Yeah. So they, uh, he liked it and he called me and he bought me a plane ticket. He wanted me to fly out to Boston to, to talk about it. And, um, again, it was the morning of, and my, my buddy I was living with was supposed to drive me to the airport. And I actually chickened out again. It, it was almost like I was, I had a dream and I was starting to do it. And it was surreal that things were starting to fall in place. And it almost was falling in place sooner than I was mentally prepared for. And then I just kept backing out of it. So, so it's good though, because now you're older and like you know what you want to do, and you've you, and know, you don't lived a lot out. more, and you don't yeah. chicken out, and you yeah, have a family too, it, which it, is a big yeah. responsibility. Your, does your wife support what you're doing now? Um, she does to a, a point. She she does, but I think she has in like the back of her head always that what if, like you know, you know what's going to happen if you if you actually make it big, like you know, how's it going to change our lives, good or bad? So it does, it does. I know that when I become uh, when I win an a, a Oscar and become a super movie star, I'm leaving Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> because because what do I want to do with a third rate producer? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But you know, if if your wife loves you, she'll ride along with you. Look at uh, uh, Berenson, Tom, Tom, uh, Tom Berenson. What's his name? Beringer. Beringer. We were just talking about him. He lives in Pennsylvania somewhere with his original yeah. wife and five kids. And he was a superstar. Yeah. So I know I know a lot of very famous people who um, are still together. So uh, so yeah. what yeah, are you like? What are you, I, I like... wouldn't worry about that. I would think more your wife is worried about income. You know, don't quit your day job sort of thing. Because yeah, our no. business is chancy. You make it today oh, and tomorrow you're starving. Yeah. You know it's very tough, yeah. And that's tough for a wife to understand. Like, you know, we yep. have bills to pay, honey. What did you actually do for like those like 15 years in between before you came back again? Um, so this is this is where I like uh, the producing side of stuff, because the producing side of stuff is kind of like the business side of stuff. But yes. um, I've actually owned several of my own businesses over that time. Um, I had a, a for almost the whole time I had a, a landscape company. Oh, uh, so you have another job. Good. Yeah. Well, not I sold that one two years ago. But <laughs> I have a, uh, a home improvement construction company I've had for years, which I still do have that as well. Um, I've owned ice cream parlors inside of malls. I've had, you know, on the business side of things, um, I've had several things. And then that's where I get like the producing side of things on the film right. side because it's all business. I think so, actually that's got to be a really plus thing for you because I think that's the problem with most filmmakers today is they have the artistic side, but they don't have the business the side business to know side, how to yeah. actually do something. Because I was super impressed with the distribution that you got, you know, for basically your first feature film. You know, yep. you got really good distribution uh, for it, um, and and that's very hard for a lot of people. So the fact that yeah. you did that, I was I was very impressed with that. 
Well, this business is no joke. So you people no. out there who think, oh, actors, they got it made. No, they don't. We're always looking for work. Then when we get work, we got to worry about keeping work. And yeah. then you got to worry about getting paid enough to support your home life. So it's not oh, yeah. an easy career. It's really no. tough. And that's that's why I decided to start my own uh, production company, because now I'm kind of in control of my own future in, in some sense, where... You know, when you look at like some of the really big actors that are very successful their whole career, I'm just going to say like Clint Eastwood. For other people, I can keep current and keep content coming on my own stream. Well, Barbara Streisand did that. She yep. produces all of her music shows, all of her movies, and she's totally in control of everything, making tons of money. But that's Barbara Streisand. You know, you're talking yeah. about Barbara yep. Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot to do it. Uh you know, even Adam Sandler is on that film. I mean, he produces almost everything he touches. He produces as well. So, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's a good producer. In fact, he's produced the film. You know, I, like I always make a joke. The reason why I'm in so many movies is I sleep with the producer. Yeah. Because Jimmy's produced the film that I'm in, uh, in December that we're shooting with Sadie Katz. Yeah. And it's not an easy thing producing. You got to look for the money. And then the money people say, yes, yes, I'm giving you the money. Then they, don't give you the money and then you got to go find new money people and yep. the, the cast gets disgusted waiting and people just get frustrated it's a lousy job a producer it really i would yep. never be a, so you'd really like that having to do all that crap I, i'm good with the, the business side of things i'm good with talking to people i'm good at sales so i'm good at but how are, you, phone calls how, are you, and... how are you raising money say you need five million for a film what do you do i mean how do you approach it um, well, so you want to take your pitch deck and send it to um, executive producers, outside financers, private financers, uh, go to product placement companies, branding companies. Uh, you know, I have a guy in, in uh, California. What's, what's a burning company? A branding company. Oh, branding, branding company, branding. product placement. So, how, how so, about how about the guys that want to launder money? That want to loan money? <laughs> Laundry. laundry. Oh, laundry money. Yeah, laundry. Yeah, <laughs> so hey, that's fine with me, too. Huh? South Philly, there's plenty of those wise yeah. guys. First of all, I want to come back in my own defense because I just looked at the video I sent her, and the video I sent her has your cover on it. It has a green, the green. Uh, cover yeah, so like it's like a pirated copy or Somebody something. Somebody pirated it, but she says she's got she's got the trailer. Hopefully, we're going to do the right one. So, Roxy, um, I'm going to let him introduce it again, like we didn't fuck it up the first time, and uh, let him introduce it and then play it. And hopefully, this time we got the right one. So let's see how we do, you guys. Go ahead, Rob. Okay, so uh, second time around, attached paranormal. It's a uh, found footage horror paranormal film, and I uh, hope you like it. Breaking news, a local detective's son has just released video footage of a suicide online. I figured while she was away, I would use the time to document uh, some of the things going on and put it up online for you guys to all view and tell me what you guys think is going on. No, I never believed in this kind of stuff. It's really starting to freak me out.
Okay. Here we go. So I, first of all, I tell you, I love the cover art for it. I think it's awesome. Teresa Saban says she's already scared because she's not really good into oh, the yeah. horror stuff. <laughs> uh, well, like uh, I said, I, it's not. It, it has jump scares and things in it, but it's not really meant to be super scary. It's more supposed to be. I say it's more. So I used to go when we were teenagers. We'd ghost hunt a little bit, and half the time you went looking for it, you didn't find it, um, or or it builds. It builds at a slow pace. Uh, pace so. <clears throat> we we did this to have a more realistic timeline of events when you're poking around ghost hunting um and and it's supposed to give you more of a realistic paranormal unknown rather than like make you super scared that's interesting i like that i don't like uh the same old same old where it's 10 people in a room and one by one they get killed hmm. you know it's been done a thousand million times and it's boring so anything yeah, deals, it really does. Anything, it's totally different. Anything deals with ghosts is really, uh, it's really good. I love ghost stuff. We actually did a yeah. celebrity ghost hunt. We have our own comic book yeah. for the celebrity ghost hunt that we did. Right. And, and uh, like five of us went on this. We, we snuck into a, like an old abandoned insane asylum and did a ghost hunt. And we had on, Long, on Long Island. In and, we, and we had a blast, you know, doing Kings, it. Kings we, Park Sanitarium. Yeah. And we videotaped the whole thing and then we um, put it on YouTube and it got like 270,000 views or something. And then we made, oh, a nice. comic book, and we made a comic book about it and it was a lot of fun. But we really had a ghost running alongside the car. We had five people in the car yeah. and suddenly we saw this white smoky image running along the side of our car in a pitch black night i mean it's we have you see it so there was something i don't know if it was a reflection was, of, yeah. of a headlight which it couldn't, have, it couldn't have been because the ghostly spirit was in the middle of the back door so i don't know what it was but then it disappeared yeah. So there, there is, there are things that we don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I think it's out there. We used yeah, to chase your it. Your movie's I mean, good. Your movie's going to be good. It's about ghosts. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I say this, <clears throat> the the way we made it with a little bit more old school approach, with a slower build um, to the ending. It's not for everybody, you know. Someone, I'll just say this: someone who is like a die-hard horror fan that loves major scares, wants to get the crap scared out of them. It, it's not going to do that so it's probably not for you but there's millions out there that that want the more simpler version and uh the more just unknown eerie feeling um that's I for think, you i think your approach is better because people have become very desensitized to being scared no one's scared anymore girls like to do that in the movie theater so they could grab their boyfriends you know they deliberately yeah. scream you know that bullshit but truthfully <laughs> What's to be scary anymore with all the horror movies you have out? We, we, you know, you look at them, now you laugh at them. So mm -hmm. a movie that plays with your brain is scary because your imagination takes over. Like Alfred Hitchcock, he never laid it out. He let you dream it and think it. Yeah. And you, you yeah. scared yourself. He didn't scare you. You scared yourself. That shower scene, he didn't scare us. But baby, everybody didn't want to get in the shower after that. Afterwards, yeah. So yep. that's that's what you're doing, and that's very clever. I like that. 
Yeah. yeah, I think it's a really cool concept. It's a change too. of pace, folks. We we're tired of the blood and guts, eye, eyeballs falling out, and heads being chopped off. I like those too, but yeah, it's yeah. Already- <laughs> well, there's, there's a time and place for everything. I think, yeah, right? But it's you already know? boring. You see the movies. Oh, there goes an arm. There goes a leg. Are you uh, so? Uh, do you have some like f- favorite horror movies that like are movies that you really like a lot in the genre, or did um, you just make this? But you're not a real fan of the the horror genre. Are you a no, fan no, of horror? I like horror. horror. I like horror. I like I like all films. Like I said, there's a time and place. I'm big with like when it's October, getting to October through the month of October. I'm big into horror. Then then it's when I watch a ton of horror movies. So, um, you know, I'm an '80s kid, so I love love it. Movies, all movies from the '80s. Um, the the horror, you know, the comedy, the drama, anything. All the Halloweens, right? What are some of the '80s movies that you like well, a lot? Halloween. What's, what's well, no, I mean, what's funny is one of my most favorite. It's not necessarily even horror, but one of my most favorite movies to watch at Halloween. I think. Jimmy, you commented on a post I did in in October is um, the Monster Squad. It's an eighties movie that got way overlooked and is way underrated. And uh, but I love it. Every I October it I watch it. Like, like so, my favorite Halloween movie. And then you know, Monster Squad is really like a it's really a family film. Like I, I yeah. think it's more of like a family film. And our favorite family film one is Hocus Pocus. We love Hocus Pocus okay, because yeah. it's 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 pretty uh, and it's young yeah. and it's silly. Yeah, and and they're making the second fun. one now. Yeah, we we just had the guy but, Larry Bagby but, but on two every, weeks ago. Everybody out there has got to see the classic horror movie ever, Clown Motel. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, That's I, mean, I happen movie, to be Clown in Motel it. Too. I happen to be in it, and I want to push it. It's, it's not out yet. It, it, it's not out yet, but it's wonderful because it's a camp, and it's a spoof on these horror movies, and it's about these clowns that are dead and they come back as ghost they clowns. Be- so there's your ghost plot yeah and it's really a, a very a fun film and i i loved playing general milan the head of the army to go out and kill all of these <laughs> clowns fun movie so anyway yeah. i'm pushing it i'm promoing it folks I when it comes out buy it attach paranormal too i think because you're you know because of the success of like paranormal activity and stuff i think it built an audience you know for films for, like your film well, the horror, yeah i mean when we decided to go like change it and go to the found footage style. Um, you know, we knew that already. We knew found footage has a huge following, um, you know, and every, and horror is one of the only genres that like almost perfectly translates into every country. So certain things right. like comedy, comedy, a uh, U.S. comedy yeah, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't translate. Yeah, it's, it's very hard. So we knew that going into it, that that would be the plus. I mean, it originally was not supposed to be found footage. Um, we, we rewrote, a lot of the scenes and, and the whole synopsis of uh, the found footage to be able to shoot it during COVID because at, at the time we started shooting, literally, I think, I mean, there might have been a few under the radar, but most productions were completely shut down. So, and at the time of the unknown of COVID, uh, I wasn't going to sit around and do nothing. I didn't want to just keep sitting in my house. And the other yeah, thing is, I did. yeah, and my other business, gaining weight, gaining weight. Yeah, my home improvement business got shut down too in my state. So everything was shut down, Terrible. and uh, you know we got to stay busy. So, but on a brighter note, Lucille Ball, I love Lucy, was such a hit in the United States, and yet in Europe they didn't get it. They said she's no. crazy, she's stupid. What is yeah, that woman that's, doing? That's the comedy. It didn't, they it didn't translate. Different. Never nope. translated. But your movie, Ghost and Mrs. Muir, 
wonderful muse, movie. Did you ever see Ghost of Mrs. Muir? No. About she rents a house. It's the 1800s, and she rents a house on the ocean that belonged to a captain who died in his ship. And he comes back as a ghost, and she falls in love with the ghost. It's and, not a horror movie. It's really a love story. But anything, really, but any movie, any movie that I, I mean, look at the ghost movies. Uh, Topper. Topper was a ghost movie of the 30s. Every decade that had a ghost movie was a great success. For some reason, when you deal with the supernatural, you get a better result than when you deal with the raw chop em up films. So I think your movie is going to be accepted and looked at in a different way than most films today. Yeah. I mean, if I hope it's so. What, if it's what I think it is, I don't know. I well, haven't seen it. The thing is, is I, and I say this, I compare filmmaking. Yeah, who do you um, compare your film to? Well, I don't, I don't compare my film to anything. I, I mean, tried on, to make on the, it on the genre of. Well, it's it's the found footage. I mean, so it's on the, you know, the footprint Blair of project. Yeah, Blair Witch Project, Blair Witch Project Paranormal, Paranormal Activity. Okay, so it's that kind of eerie, spooky stuff. Yeah, but it's rather not, than um, scary, frightening stuff. Yes. Yeah. That's so, good. I like but I always compare. Spooky. I compare filmmaking. You know, you're an artist as the filmmaker, the director, as the uh, the uh, the actor. You're making art, right? So I compare it to a painting. My vision of directing and making this film or any film that I do or any director does is from their vision and they painted it the way they wanted to paint it. The next thousand people could step in front of that same painting and see a completely different thing. thing. So it's the same scenario. So your movie puts hair on your back, on your spine rather than screaming. Exactly. It's eerie. It's scary. I love that. Eerie is wonderful. Uh, let, Let the people scare themselves. I believe in that. I like that. Yeah. So I love that. So what are some of Wait, your... when are we when can we see your film? Where is it? You can see it now. It's, it's where, said, are, but it's... where are you? I just I, I said it. Where already. am I? Where is the film? The title is no, on like film. where where are you meaning yeah, your the film? The film yeah. is on oh, yeah. Amazon. Oh, yeah. You're gonna be on, on Hulu. Amazon Prime, Voodoo, Fandango, iTunes, Microsoft, the Dish Network, Apple Plus, iTunes, Google Play. Oh, you're all over He's the everywhere. place. You're every... yeah. so we'll watch, maybe we'll watch it tonight. And then yeah. soon it'll be on Tubi, yeah. so it'll be fun. So tell us, what are some of your favorite movies in general? I mean, in general, like I said, I love the 80s movies. I love the action movies from the 80s. Anything from the 80s, to be honest. But I mean, I like a lot of So like, I love Al Pacino. I love Denzel Washington, so I love all their movies. Uh, like Denzel Washington's American Gangster, I love. Um, oh, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I loved for just because I thought what I was at the time. But I loved Scarface. At that time, I was a huge Scarface. Because <laughs> I thought, well, what I was, yeah. that's hilarious. I, I literally had a, I went to the Jersey Shore and bought a Scarface shirt, and I'd walk around with Al Pacino's Scarface face right on my chest. <laughs> we, we, we all went through our gangster era. Yeah. What did you think of the movie Ghosts? That was Ghost. an 80s film, Ghosts, which... which Demi, Demi Warren. Oh, oh Demi, Ghosts, Ghosts, yes. That was, that was a really wonderful love story about oh, yeah. a ghost. See, yeah, it's a ghost, good film. Ghost, ghost stuff works, I'm telling you. You're very smart. You did a good thing. So yeah. let me ask you this thing. I always like that. We only have three minutes, but I always like to ask this. Um, bucket list, male and female actor, who would you like to work with? And then the second question would be, if you could have been in any movie ever in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Um, I mean, a male actor, I hate singling out just like one person, but I, I would say Al Pacino or Denzel Washington. Okay. I'd love to work with. Female? I mean, that's tough. There's So there's a whole bunch of females, obviously ones that are super busy now. Yeah, I want to work with them. But um, one that I always thought was a good actress and very uh, beautiful 
was uh, Jacqueline Smith. I always oh, like Jack. Know, I know Jackie. Yeah, you he was, he's in a bunch of episodes of Charlie's Angels. No, okay. Jack. I saw Jackie in the morning. God, God bless this woman. At <laughs> what was it? Was it six thirty in the morning? Whatever. We were ready to shoot Charlie. Charlie's Angels, and no makeup. Her hair pulled back in a ponytail. Oh my God, was yeah, she still gorgeous. gorgeous? She's tiny. She's like like four foot nothing. I mean, she's a, a itty bitty <laughs> little girl. But and that smile Hold and on, charming. Got, oh, got two oh, minutes. Yeah. Tell us I what love movie, Jackie. What Smith. movie would you have liked to have been in? Uh, I mean, a movie. I mean, I could sit here and say, you know, I always had a, a thing for superheroes. I would love to be a, in a superhero movie. But I think a movie that actually kind of touches me more where I could more shine on like a, an acting level uh, would be uh, Shawshank Redemption. Great movie. Good movie. Yeah. Good, good yep. choice. Yeah, it's a really good. That's movie. another one that lets your mind think it out. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to be Andy Dufresne and be able to work alongside Morgan Freeman there. So that would. Uh... Yeah, I want to. I want to ask you, what do you think of Hitchcock? Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah. I... Hitchcock. His his style. Yeah. Oh no, I like it. I I like. So I like changing things up, and a lot of things in time always seem to cycle anyway. Yes, they so, do. You know, when I was forced by COVID to shut, uh, you know, not shut down, but simplify things. That's when I went like, let's go a little more old school. Let's, let's let a little slower pace. Let's let the people's minds and, uh, you know, their, their imaginations wander a little bit, but I think uh, you're going to be the beginning of that though. I think a lot of people, I hope so because bringing back old school. Cause I hope so because, you know, we used to get pissed off when we saw a Hitchcock TV show or a movie because he left you hanging, we used to say. Oh, yeah. my God. He didn't leave you hanging. He left you make up the end of the movie. You decided what should happen after his film stopped. And people today need to have that again. We need to start using our brains. We just can't sit there and look at blood flying all over and do <laughs> like Shemanud, like, you know, to, to like Shemanud. Shemanud. All right, to you guys, Shemanud. so listen up. This is Rob Jankowski. You can follow him in social media. It's Jankowski underscore Rob, J-A-N-K-O-W-S-K-I underscore Rob. The name of the film is Attached Paranormal. It's on all the pretty much all the outlets. Just plug in wherever you watch it. You'll find it. Or if you don't see it, go to another one that you use because everybody uses a bunch of them. So check it all out. We want to thank you for coming on the show. Congratulations on your new film. And it's time for us to go. So thank you so much. Thank no, you. Thank you. And if we can, if we're not committed tonight, well, I'm going to watch your show with Jenna. There you yeah. go. We'll watch it tonight. I'm sure. And if the movie stinks, I'm just going to turn it off and put cartoons on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Rob. Right. Thank, thank, thank you, Rob. Hey, everybody and, and chat best, room. best of luck to you. Everybody right. in the chat you room, thank care. you so much. Care, Glad babe. you guys liked both of our guests. Give everybody. my regards to Philly. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you guys, thanks so much in the chat room. Roxy, you're a rock star. Thank you so much. Yeah, and everybody, have you, a great everybody. weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.